Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another wonderful spiritual teaching video here on Agape Love, Love is Here's YouTube channel, The Hidden Kingdoms. This is going to be a word of encouragement for you here in the year 2023. I'm recording this in late August of 2022, trying to get ahead. So when 2023 comes, all I have to do is set the premiere and we're off and good to go. In this word of encouragement for you, number six, I am using a wonderful motion video by Pixabay. And I'm recording in Zoom Pro. But you must know or remember, I do not use a green screen behind me. They're too cumbersome, too big. I've made homemade ones. I've bought professional ones. My space is very small. It has lots of furniture, stuffed animals, bookcases. And I try to do a lot of recording. So I don't want to have to put up another thing. I have to already get my camera in place, get dressed, get my camera fixed up, get my audio right, get my lights on, and sit down. So if I look a little fuzzy, please forgive me. If I point my hand and my hand or arm disappears in the video, it is because there's no green screen. And I want to thank you for coming today to watch and learn about yourself. For all my questions are to help you, the Lord's way, look at yourself. Ask yourself some questions. Peer into your own heart and mind and spirit. Yes, you have three parts. You have a physical body. You have a soul. We might call it the earthly mind that's connected to your biological brain. And you are a spirit. You're three in one. But you're one who is three. You're a kingdom of different lands, high places, low places. Mm -hmm. So this question, this word of encouragement to you, is coming to you over social media, as you can tell. But really, we're in the realm of the spirit. I'm sitting in my living room. I don't know where your physical body is. But in the truth, we are in the realm of the spirit. Your spirit, your forever person, is here with me in the Garden of Eden. We're in class. We're looking at a video. That your spirit can see quite clearly. You may have been brought from other galaxies, planets, solar systems, star systems, through black holes. Yes, we know that you're out there. We see it on the James Webb Telescope. Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, we're going back to the moon. Going to build a colony up there. So we can then learn how to go to Mars and build a colony. But I'm already there in the realm of the spirit. I can travel and so can you 
anywhere. Now, some of you may not be able to travel freely. You have chains on you, fetters. You're locked on a grid, locked in dungeons and cells. So I'll come to you. I've done that a lot. I'll come wherever you are. And I don't have to know where you are because somebody else does. And he'll take me right to you. So let's give a big thank you to Pixabay for this wonderful, maybe strange looking video. But it's going to help you to understand yourself, the forever person of you. It's hidden away inside the dirt. It's hidden away deep in your mind. That you may not even know is there or you might think it's something else. Mm -hmm. Some of you have had near-death experiences. You know you got another part. Others of you have disassociated during abuse and trauma. Not quite sure what it is or who it is. Some of you look at your biological body and say, I'm not that sex. I feel like I'm somebody else. Something's going on. You're slowly discovering that you are many, but you're one. You're one who is many. Mm -hmm. So let's get started first in this word of encouragement, which is entitled, Have you, your forever person now, forsaken the Lord, the God of heaven, the God of the Holy Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, of King David and King Solomon, of Israel. Have you forsaken them in your thoughts, in your deeds, in your memories, in your imaginations? That's the question to you. And we're going to get to that right after prayer. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. For all that you have brought here today, all these precious forever people, from wherever they are, whatever situation or darkness they are in, we thank you, Father, that your victory from the cross allows you to travel, Pastor Deborah to travel, and for them to travel. Thank you, Father, for your words of spirit and life. That are now coming to them, these precious ones who are in the darkness, looking around like this person is, made up of some kind of material that they don't understand yet. It's not earthly material. It's not from the earthly world. It's from the realm of the spirit. Father, we thank you that you love that part of us that hidden part of us, so much that you have come through space and time, through ages of being rejected and abandoned, through the darkness of our own mind, you have come to help us find you, learn about you, believe in you, and for us to discover our real spiritual condition. So, Father, many don't know about you, never heard about you. There is this man, locked in darkness, made up of some kind of spiritual something, 
looking, searching, maybe talking to others, trying to find something they know not what. So, Father, thank you for helping us in this teaching about you. Asking us a deep question. Have we forsaken you, the Lord God of Israel, of the Bible? The God of Moses, Joshua, the God of Christ Jesus, the God of the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Paul, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who the whole earth is calling out to, to help them. For they too suffer under great oppression, slavery to another. Father, thank you for coming through this video, through me, to help these precious ones that you desire to reach with your light. And your truth. In the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Okay, we're going to pick up, as I said, with this title. In this word of encouragement, number six of 2023. Have you forsaken the Lord God? It's taken out of the scriptures, Judges 2. 10 through 13. The book of Judges was a book of how Israel was learning to judge itself. People couldn't do that and, as you know, still can't. They have to have outside sources, laws, government system, policemen. They have to be stopped in doing evilness. We call evilness these days crime. So judges was a group of people God selected to help the early Israelites to have their behaviors, their thoughts, what they were doing judged. And they were called the judges. They had to be righteous ones. They had to have been studying the Lord and they had to be handpicked by God. Sometimes the judges stayed in families because they were raised up to be a judge. And so after Joshua, who followed Moses in helping the Israelites to come into a new land after they had been delivered from Egypt, after his death, the judges came. It was the time. That God was starting to help his people. He knew they needed help. And so do we. As you know, even in the natural, the world of the flesh, we have judges. Mm -hmm. They look at what we do. What we're accused of doing. They have to apply the law of their land, their nation. Maybe of international laws to your deeds. And they have to look at you, your reasoning for doing what you did, the deeds you did, and make a judgment call. Decide whether you are guilty or innocent of what you're being accused of, what you've done. 
So a judge is very important. He must be righteous, not able to be bought off or of one particular party or not. He has to be purely neutral. He has to be in love with and know the law. He may not like doing what he does against you or for you. And there's a lot of pressure on a judge. A lot of money comes their way. Because believe it or not, we elect in many nations judges. They try to give people the power over a judge so that he is not partisan. So God is asking you as judge, have you forsaken the Lord God? So here in Judges 2, 10 through 13, we're going to look at it a little closer. Verse 10. And also, all that generation were gathered unto their fathers. They died, is what that means. Okay. And there arose another generation. That happens in all of our nations, all of our planets. They had typically said one generation was about 40, maybe 50 years. Now it might be a little longer, maybe 70. And at the end of that time, one generation that lived through that time passes away into death. And a new generation arises. And this new generation that was arising in Israel was after the death of their father. The children were arising, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for them or their families in Israel. Many of us know We heard stories about what happened 50 years ago, 70 years ago, but we have no knowledge of it. We weren't a part of those activities. It's just ancient history to us. We have no soul connections to it, no lived experience. And so here in the judges, we are learning. That between two generations of people, one who maybe followed the Lord, had experience with him. Those coming out of Egypt with Moses and Joshua. They had some intense personal experiences with this Lord. But the generations that grew up in the wilderness, that were born outside of Egypt, they knew nothing. Of what slavery was like in Egypt. What the deliverance was like. They have stories. But they themselves. Did not have a lived experience. And I'm sure the parents were very. Forgiving of their children. Didn't want them to feel like they had. Like slaves in bondage. So they probably let them do whatever they wanted to do. And there was even people among the Israelites who were not Israelites. And they came out of Egypt with them. And they were still serving the gods of Egypt. So you have to be very careful 
And you have to be knowledgeable. So this question to you is, have you, this new generation, have you forsaken the Lord God yourself? Have you turned away from the God of your parents? Doesn't mean that you are to stay with the God of your parents, because it may not be the God of Israel. You may have to go against their God to find the one true God for your spirit. So you have to be careful when I talk about this. But you have to recognize that each generation must have knowledge and truth about him, the Lord. They must have personal experience. They must have encountered him themselves. And his works, his deeds, his actions. They must see him in their generation. They must see his victories, have personal encounters with him. Each generation must do that. Verse number 11. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balim, another god. Your spirit is what God is looking at. We learn much later in the book of John from a wonderful young man named Christ Jesus. He was talking to a woman at a well in Samaria. She was a Samaritan. And he was thirsty. He had had a long day of traveling and walking. He asked her for some water from the well. And she said, what is a Jew doing asking me, a Samaritan, for water? The rules were Samaritans and Jews did not associate with each other. And Jesus the Christ said to her, if you knew who I really was, you would ask me for some living water. Conversation was getting started to this generation that had not heard about the truth. Of this God. Jesus went on and explained to her that this God she's trying to worship high up on a mountaintop, and the God that the Jews were trying to worship in a temple in Jerusalem, that was not Him. He is a spirit, He said, and you must worship Him in spirit. Your spirit must find him. Your spirit must worship him. Your spirit must know him as a spirit and know him in truth. So we learned there that God was looking at our spirits, trying to reach them for them to worship him. So here in verse 11, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam. How this works is your spirit is supposed to be the king of this system, a spirit, soul, and physical body. When the physical body does something, it is reflecting at the direction of the soul. So if your soul is off, 
serving another God because your spirit is still sort of in darkness and ignorance. Then he says, you're not worshiping me. You're doing evil in my sight. You're serving other gods, either with your spirit, your soul, or your physical body. See, God looks at all of us. Yes, he can see you. He'll send his angels to watch you. You might call them watchers. They're writing down in books every message, every image you have in your brain, every desire, every thought, everything your eyes look at, every words that come out of your mouth. But did you know you have two mouths? I learned about this one day years ago. I was walking into a college building. There was a man and two women in front of me. The man turned around and looked at us. I was with a couple of other people. His mouth was closed. But I heard him speak. And he said, I don't want to hold that door open for them. And I looked and I said to myself, am I hearing voices? I just heard that man talk, but his mouth did not move. So I went and searched in the Bible and I found out that Christ Jesus could perceive, that means hear, understand people's thoughts. See, our thoughts is the voice of our soul. And our spirit. Yes, we have two voices inside of us. The voice of our soul, a hidden man, a hidden person in our biological brain. Dr. Sigmund Freud, a psychiatrist, I believe, long time ago called it our unconscious. Our soul. But yet there was another part of us. Our spirit. Both have a voice. So I was hearing that man talk without him. I was hearing him think. So God is saying, I can hear you think. I can hear the thoughts of your soul and your spirit. I can look at the images you built. Who your soul is serving. I can tell if you're lying. God is a great detective. He doesn't have to do anything. He writes everything you think, your desires, down in books. So when judgment day comes, the books will be opened. Verse 12. And they spiritually and physically forsook. This is this new generation now. That had not grown up in physical slavery in Egypt. They may not have even gone through the deliverance work. Or lived in the wilderness. Or even lived when Joshua and Moses were alive. He said they forsook the Lord God of their fathers. Sometimes us older generation are not very good in speaking to the younger generation. Different times, language, culture, music, artwork, 
We don't understand what their souls are doing. And as you get older, if you do not stay, learn it. What's going on? You're having physical issues in your brain or in your biological body. You're not a good storyteller. You're not a good shepherd. You're not able to be a teacher. Many people aren't teachers. They just order their family around. They're like a godfather of a crime family. They threaten their own children if you don't go and get money for the family. Mm -hmm. So many of us are not good teachers. And some of us, we don't talk about our experiences in a way somebody can see what they have not yet seen. And they can understand something that's so powerful that they have no experience with yet. Mm -hmm. So he is saying that you not only physically forsook the Lord God of their fathers, but you spiritually did. Now, sometimes we got some mixed messages going on. Maybe your physical body is still doing what your fathers taught you to do. But spiritually, you're seeking something else. Sometimes our soul, it may comply, but it does it with great emotional hatred towards you. So there's a lot going on. So here in the judges are saying, you have forsaken the God which brought us out of the land of Egypt. Not many religions in the world talk about their freedom from slavery, captivity. We hear a lot about that, say, from World War II. Where one nation, Germany, and at that time Hitler, enslaved and took into captivity other nations. Now we hear about how through the allied nations, all the countries that were under that dictator were freed. You have to be a storyteller, a historian. And some fathers, they don't talk. They don't tell of their experiences. They don't sit with their children, their wives. And everybody's experience is different. We all react differently. We all had a different experience. We thought differently. We weren't thinking for the future. One of the great things that ancient Israel did, the father, whoever that was of a family, was a storyteller. They didn't have books and social media and videos. They would sit by the campfires and tell the stories that they had heard from their fathers and mothers. Mothers were just as important. When a baby is at a mother's breast, mamas talk. Mamas tell stories, give hope, encouragement to that little baby. Mm-hmm. That's how Moses learned about his people. He was 
nursed by his mother till he was weaned. And then he had been promised to turn over to the Pharaoh's daughter upon his weaning. But during that time, Mama was talking. She was planting seeds, telling this little child, Moses, of his people, his purpose. They were of the tribe of Levi. They were to protect and guard the presence of the Lord. They were the priests of the Lord. They were important. They were caretakers of the word of the Lord. Even Mama was. She was to teach her children of the presence of the Lord that she knew, that the family knew. Our mamas sometimes don't do that anymore. We don't have mamas as much as we used to. Daddy's maybe not a good storyteller. Did you know in the Bible, it tells us love is the anchor of the soul. The mother and the child are bonded because the child grows up inside of the mother's womb if it is allowed to. It hears the mother's voice, knows her heartbeat. And the first person that the child is held by and looks into the eyes after birth is mama. Mamas are so important. And yet, a father will come along or a male later and take his rightful place in the life of the child. Love is the anchor. So here we learn in verse 12, the children, they had forsaken the God that had freed the family, the nation of Israel, out of the land of Egypt, out of the land of slavery and captivity. And they were following other gods. They were Offering to other gods. Of other people. Maybe the ones that even came out. Of Egypt. With Israel. That were around them. Among them. And they. Bowed. Down. And gave reverence. And worship. And praise and glory. To another god. Mm-hmm. How, what that looks like is this. I'm hearing on the news that in some nations, the young generation is wanting their nation to become one of socialism. And they are fighting hard. They're young people who've gone to college and they want something called Socialism. They say what it looks like is maybe in another nation. But then another voice rises up. An older person who had fled nations who had a government system of socialism. Who lived it. Had lived experience. 
And they came to a nation to be free from that. And now they're hearing and they're seeing elected officials being elected on the platform of we want to turn this nation into a socialist nation. We have two competing voices, an older generation and a younger generation. The younger generation are people who have never lived in a socialist nation, never lived under a socialist dictator, authority. But for some reason, they think that is fair. And that is how it should be. But they have never had lived experience. Other people have had the lived experience. And they're telling us that socialism is not a good form of a government system, an economy, business ethics for a nation. But that's going on right now. Two competing two competing generations, two different lived experiences. And they are out among us, speaking, working with a generation that many of these older socialists don't talk to, don't get out on social media and make videos, aren't college professors, because they're just trying to make money, go to work, raise their children, and enjoy freedom. And while they're doing that, other voices are rising up through college, high school, education, and implanting ideas into the younger generation. So they will forsake their form of current government, their history, and go and serve and worship another form of government going on probably in your nation right now. So we're learning that there are people among us who are speaking to the younger generation through music, artwork, movies, culture, lived experiences that are different than the older generation. A lot of our older generation are out of touch with the younger generation. They have no standing with the younger generation. The younger generation, they don't think very much of you if you're older. So in this scripture, it says, you are following others or following other gods. They came out. They're among us. They have not bowed their knee to the God of Israel. They're speaking out on social media. I watch their videos. And some of the people who are trying to speak to them, they're not very good, very loud, and rough. They don't understand confusion and darkness and ignorance and the search of the forever person. They don't understand the relationship of spirit, soul, and physical body. So they get very little success. So when those among us and their message is stronger, 
more relevant, more accepted by the younger generation. They will provoke others to leave the Lord, to do evil in his sight. And thus, they will provoke the Lord God to anger. Many of us have provoked the Lord God to anger by our messages, how we teach or preach in our churches, what we do at work or don't do, how we talk on social media, comments that we make, what we say about people. Mm -hmm. Verse number 13. And they, the people of Israel, forsook the Lord and served Baal, Astaroth, other gods of Egypt. If the message that you need to send, if you're not a good messenger, the message is good, the kingdom of heaven, the Lord that delivered Israel out of Egypt. But if you cannot relay that, Help the young generation have lived experiences. Be exposed to it spiritually. Then they will forsake this Lord that you're talking about. They will not be followers of him. And they will follow other gods. Gods of Egypt. What that means is that gods of another nation, another kingdom. And most of you too will forsake the Lord. Because you have just been tied into religion. Denominations. Just wanting to be blessed, blessed, blessed. Not caring about anybody else. Not moving in the gifts of the spirit. Some of you have been prophets. And you have prophesied many things. And they don't come true. That's called a false prophet. You're not hearing from God's voice. You're just hearing from something. Most of the time it's a familiar spirit. Or you have just developed the skill of reading the scriptures. Desiring to be a prophet. Because it carries a powerful anointing. Mm -hmm. So this word of encouragement for you. Is to look at yourself no matter what generation you are in. And ask yourself. Have you forsaken the Lord God of the Bible? Maybe you don't even know him yet. We can make that experience happen to you right now. Maybe you've never heard of him. Well, I'm coming to you. Maybe you've never had any experiences with him spiritually in your life. Well, he's coming now. Maybe you hide in trances, deep sleep in the darkness like this young man. And you're sort of there, but you can change shapes and forms. You're looking. But you're in darkness. It's all around you. Mm -hmm. We can change that too. So my word of encouragement is. 
Have you forsaken the Lord God? Take a look. If you have, just say, yes, I have. I've gone after money, pleasure, sex, a house, woman, men. I want to be liked on social media. I want to have fun and entertainment. I've left him. If I knew about him, just say, yeah. It's very simple to admit it. If you've never met him, then you can't leave him. You've already left him because you're in ignorance. He will help you to come back and know him. He'll forgive you. He's a merciful God. His anger will go away. All your deeds will be erased in your book. You will start over as a brand new creature. A baby. And you'll begin learning. People will talk to you. The Bible, the words themselves will speak to you. The Holy Spirit will be your teacher. You'll be nursed in agape love. Fed on his words. Nourished. Right where you are. Even if you're in spiritual captivity. Moses' mama was in Egypt. Yet, she talked to Moses and her children about the God of Israel. Mm -hmm. So there's hope for you. No matter where you are, even if you have been serving other gods and you didn't know this Lord God of Israel, he'll forgive you. He knows you're in ignorance and you will become a new creature through the death and the resurrection of his son, Christ Jesus. Spiritually. Believe me, I'm working with a lot of people all over the world. Spiritually. A spirit, the forever person, is beginning to believe and see and know a God that they have never heard about. They are of the generation that have forsaken him. Their parents, their grandparents were not good storytellers. They could not pray blessings over them. They could not bring the reality of the God of Israel to them because they themselves did not know them or they had forsaken him themselves. So look at yourself. There's hope for you. In this word of encouragement, he is here to help you return. Be born again. Come out of your ignorance and confusion about him. And begin to have a lived experience, a lifetime, an eternity with him, through him, learning about him. And worshiping and serving only him. If you want that through this video. Just say yes in your thoughts. He'll do the rest. You don't have to do anything. And the wonderful process. Begins. You are born again. And you get a Hebrews 4.12. Or your spirit is set free of its soul. 
and its lust of its eyes, the lust of its flesh, and the pride of life. And now you can be taught and nursed, and you can hear him. He will be fulfilling his words of Isaiah 61 and 62 in your life. You, He will be about his business in reaching you with his agape love, bringing you forth as a new creature of light, of truth, setting you free of the captivity of ignorance and slavery to sin and coming forth free, just as he did with those in Egypt. You will come to know this God as God, as Lord, as your Father, who loves you so much, He doesn't want you to stay in ignorance. He wants to erase all your deeds of ignorance out of your books that are evil and wicked and that had forsaken him. He's desiring to start all over with a brand new book, the book of life with you, a new child, a new creature, the forever person, born again and as a child. So you come if you want that, and you will be blessed. Mm -hmm. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, that ends words of encouragement number six of twenty. 23. We'll see you next week on another one. Bye. This is Pastor Deborah. See you again next week.